This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Shall we begin? I think my ideal cinema experience would be IMAX, especially if it's for a blockbuster movie. And IMAX because it's got um, a bigger, massive screen and it gives you a more um, immersive experience while watching the movie with a really good audio uh, sound system as well. Uh, I do not like it when there are a lot of people. So I, would, I wouldn't watch it on the first, second day, or even in the first week, I'll wait like maybe second week, and probably would choose um, a less crowded cinema because I don't like seeing a lot of um, uh, hits obstructing my view. Snacks, definitely caramel popcorn. Uh, but also recently I've been uh, ordering uh, cocktail sausages as well. I think it's because um, caramel popcorn tend to be a bit too sweet, although I do like it, but I guess I need something savory to balance it out. Um, and then I will order Fanta um, strawberry or Fanta um, grape. Yeah, that's about it. BFM 89.9, it's 7.39 and you're listening to Popcorn Culture. It is our super cup, sadly, because we are missing one important component, Arvin. (laughs) (laughs) But you're with Lynn and Charmila anyway. And uh, today, we are talking about perfect cinema experiences or what our cinema preferences are, which I think is going to be kind of a dicey subject. I think people are going to disagree. You just heard there, Farha, um, explaining what her preferences are. So a few things to pick up on. Before we get there, though, so pretty straightforward. We want to hear from you. Um, What is your preferred movie-watching experience. We want to know snacks. We want to know seats. We want to know sound systems. Timings. Timings. Yeah. Big one. Uh, let us know. You can send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Now, this didn't come out of nowhere. This is obviously a response to Barbenheimer mm-hmm. um, and people making such a big deal about what kind of cinema, okay, particularly for one film, uh, what kind of cinema you're going to go watch it in, which seats you're going to go. And the director himself, Christopher Nolan, did actually explain which seats he prefers. Now, he says if it's CinemaScope, then it's right near the front, middle of the third row. Mm-hmm. Um, for IMAX, he goes a little behind the center line, right up at the middle. Nolan and I agree on where the perfect IMAX seat is. I don't know if I actually like that because I like to think that I'm an egalitarian movie viewer and not a movie snob. Uh, but for IMAX, honestly, la, the eyeline is really important, right? You sit a little too far in front and you kind of can't see the two ends of the screen. Um, if you sit a little too far back, you kind of feel like you're peering over a cliff at like huge images. So IMAX really does have, in my opinion at least, the perfect seating. Um, but as to whether IMAX is the perfect movie experience all time, every time, I think you could debate not necessarily. I'm not sure whether, for instance, well, so firstly, something like um, something like Oppenheimer, totally worth watching in IMAX. But do I really need to watch, let's say, a romantic comedy with many people tearing up 
in IMAX? I don't think so. I would go so far as to say that you don't need to see every big action movie in IMAX. No, um, some are too much. No, some are too much and some, frankly, on a bigger screen look worse. You know, this is just the truth <laughs> of it. I, I don't like saying it, but there are some movies that are well, uglier than others and you don't really need to see it fully blown up. But it's not just IMAX that we're talking about today. Obviously, Nolan answered it in IMAX terms because he is he is king of that particular format. But like I said, we are we want to know everything. We're being nosy parkers today. We want to know when you go to the theatre, when you're paying your hard-earned cash for a seat somewhere or a snack or whatever it might be, what is perfect for you? That is the question. Uh, again, those numbers, you can send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Now, Arvin isn't in the studio with us, but he did send in a voice note. Here he is. So my perfect cinema experience highly depends on the kind of movie that's coming out. So if it's a big MCU or big blockbuster release, then I try. I try to do premiere night or opening night, um, IMAX or Dolby Atmos halls, and center seats way at the back. So if there are couple seats, couple seats. If they're not couple seats, then whatever is on the first row, smack in the center for that perfect view lah. And it's also, you know, a nice communal experience. You're watching it with people who probably book their tickets in advance. They want to be there, pack hall, you know, nice communal event. Snack has to be popcorn. You know, anything after 3 p.m. in the afternoon, snack default by default is popcorn. So that's one. The other one is weekday morning movies are the, are the best. La. If they are not big releases, then... Brunch-ish time, whatever hall, doesn't matter. But you get the seats that, that are at the side. So they, they don't have to be in the middle or smack in the middle or whatever. There are two seaters by the side. So when you buy one, you kind of get one free or so because, you know, who's, who's going to come and sit beside you in a half-empty hall? And then you just watch like, you know, cocaine bear or, or some B-grade thing. Uh, and snack of choice would have to be nuggets. So cheesy nuggets, drench that thing, maybe double cheese and have some chili sauce, banjela and enjoy the show, I guess. So, yeah, those two scenarios, perfect cinema-going experiences. That was Arvin. <laughs> I feel Not weird. actually here. I know, I feel weird having to explain it. I also feel weird hearing his voice when we can't, like, argue with him, like, over his snacks. Nuggets, cheesy, bungee, it's, it's so much. Also, we do not condone the illegal smuggling of smacks, snacks, smacks, smacks, snacks into cinemas. But uh, where do those cheesy nuggets come from, Arvin? Right? Yeah. Like, what kind of combination is going on? <laughs> okay, but so we're, we've heard um, a couple of preferences and I already have some fighting words. So I am in agreement and I think actually judging from the messages and actually the voice notes that we're going to hear for the rest of the show mostly people are in agreement that they don't want too crowded a cinema enough so that you feel the vibe mm -hmm. but not so much that you have the too many people problem just noise and too many heads and whatnot um, snacks I think is an unexpected point of division because I am not a caramel popcorn girl and I will never be I did not know this about never, you never Sharmila I will fight people so you just get salted? Salted. And I get very upset when they ignore my request and give me caramel anyway, which happens all the time. So look, 
I kind of get it because I usually get mixed. I'm that annoying person who holds up the line because they can't just take the pre-filled bag. They have to like mix sweet and salty for me or caramel and salty in this case. But not liking caramel at all seems... Especially because you know what my biggest disappointment is about watching movies in places like let's say Australia or the US when I'm not in Malaysia is that they only have butter popcorn. And why would anyone want that? That's my dream. Um, Oh my God. I think caramel is just... It's gelat. After a while, you just can't Hence do it anymore. Hence the mixing. Nah. <laughs> nah, I'm just not for Didn't it. Didn't realise we were going to fall apart this early in the show. I knew it. I already knew because <laughs> I have heard the, the voice note. So I knew early on that people were going to be like, oh, caramel's great. And so I, I expected to have to defend this hill. Um, we are, by the way, also getting a little editorial note from our intern who says... TGV has nuggets with the cheese. So not illegal, Sharmila. I see. Okay. Should not have suspected Arvind who wasn't here to defend himself. Yes. Yes. Yeah. This is the this is the problem <laughs> when you're not around. People get fighty. <laughs> but can I say though, the point about the crowded cinema, right? Since, um, uh, since we just watched Barbie, that's one movie that I'm really glad I watched in a crowded cinema because Sea of Pink, everyone in the foyer is super excited. People cheered at the end of the movie. No way home when that collective gasp happens. Okay, can we agree though that it depends on the film? It really depends on the film. It depends on the film and when you watch it. Because if you're watching a film like Barbie on opening weekend, then it's very likely that everybody who is there wants to be there. If, however, you're watching it, um, a, a different sort of movie maybe, and it's very crowded and it's a couple of weeks after it opened, then everyone there is just there partly, I think, some people are rewatching, um, but others are there because of the hype and they're not actually fans and they're not going to be as engaged. And that's when the distracting noises and chewing and all the rest of it come up. And then the narrators, the people who, for instance, are there for... Which movie did I watch most recently? Mission Impossible 7 and has not watched any of the movies that come before. And then her date is explaining six movies worth of plot. So what is the IMF? <laughs> Right? And it just Who takes too long. Who is that man running? <laughs> like, why did you come to this movie? So, okay, we don't want to get into gripes. We are talking today about ideal perfection, so to speak. Um, so, perfect cinema experiences. What are your preferences? Do you like to sit in the back, the side, the front? Uh, what kind of snacks do you like to get? What time do you like to watch movies? We're talking about all of that and you can... Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. You can also tweet us at BFM Radio. Um, Up next, we have Sarah weighing in on her preferences. My ideal cinema experience should involve good seating, obviously. It doesn't have to be in bed, can just be comfortable, not too cramped. And in terms of sound, if the film is like notable for its sound mixing and I know like it's going to be good, then IMAX is 100% like what I want. If it's like just a chill movie, it it doesn't really matter. I don't like it when it's too crowded because um, pe- some people react very loudly and that impacts my viewing. So a mo- a, like a moderate crowd is fine. It's also very important to me that the film that I'm watching has subtitles, even subtitles in their own language because even though I speak the language, my audio processing is not that good and sometimes uh, I, I don't concentrate as well and subtitles like really help me do that. Begin fun moments. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
the ideal cinema for me would be to have each cinema to have their own toilet and maybe they should have more pop-up snacks and drinks uh, store near the corridor so that you don't need to queue up so long outside. BFM 89.9, it is 7.50 and you're listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn and Sharmila. Sadly missing Arvin, although he did drop by earlier to mm-hmm. tell us what his perfect cinema experience is, which is the topic of today's show. We want to know what is the ideal movie watching setup for you when you head out to the theatres. And um, we've of course also been collecting voice notes from folks and listening in. That was Stephanie. And what I find most intriguing, firstly, is the... Look, I mean, theatres are never going to allow that much outside food. You know, they make a fair amount of money from that. But I love the idea of each cinema having its own restroom. That, yes. I assume what she means is each hall has a restroom of its own. Yes, Brilliant I so. idea. Agree. You don't and have to nearby. trudge as far. Yeah. You don't have to miss as much. Maybe you can hear the dialogue while you're in there. I don't know. But um, actually what intrigued me was the mention of pop-ups. Because really underexplored idea, right? Pop-up snack stores at cinemas. Because sure, I like what the cinemas already have. But maybe an occasional short you know, something or the other, Kwachi, something like that. Oh, you are thinking like proper snacks because I was stuck in the the hot food kind of camp and I think that that's going to be difficult. I mean, meals in cinemas for me are always tough. I I understand that sometimes you're in a rush, you've got to like eat something while watching. Generally not a big fan of having huge meals in cinemas, just something to munch on. Okay, so we do have messages coming in. Um, Hanis says, Hanis says, IMAX, love the view from every angle, but centre is the best for optimum experience. Shuchi says, Dune in IMAX, I must be in another universe. So IMAX fans coming through. Um, I think IMAX for the right movies are great experiences. Dune is such a good example. Can I ask about um, the one step further version? Not 3D, but 3D as well. Are you a fan of 3D? Although very few 3D things coming out now. But the, well, is it 4DX? The one where 4DX, they like spray yeah. water on you and your chair <laughs> and like, like blow wind. Yes. Yeah. I've only ever done it once and it was a very long time ago. And it was one of the, probably a more basic version of what's available now. Not a big fan. Too much. I never choose it. Um, there's also Screen X where the, the sides of the cinema kind of become, extend. Yes. yes. Um, I, again, I, I'm not really for it. But at the moment, I'm not really for anything gimmicky. IMAX is not a gimmick, but that is the furthest that I'll go. 3D is tough. Um, ever since I almost drowned myself watching Up, um, I, I just I realised that the glasses aren't friendly for certain things. And they're certainly not friendly for people who are glasses wearers, right? Because you have to pop yes. it on top. Yes, um, I've recently gone back to wearing glasses and I, I realised I think my days of enjoying 3D might be behind me. Um, it's just not comfortable having to wear two glasses on your face. You're not Ken. You know, none of us are. None of us are, despite wanting to be, yes. perhaps. Um, again, let us know favorite cinema experience or ideal cinema experience. What is it? We're talking snacks. We're talking time. We're talking seats. Um, you can send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Before we hear a voice note, Sharmila, you and I haven't said it. Arvin has said it via voice note, um, but we haven't actually talked about our ideal setup. Okay. 
Um, I agree with Arvind actually about the day weekday morning movie. Actually, weekend afternoon movies sometimes also you can capture Ooh, the same spirit. That's yeah. true, that's true. Um, but yes, weekday morning for sure. I think we're also lucky because we start work a little bit later. So generally, um, I, I like the notion of being able to go to a movie and then walk into office feels like a little bit of a luxury. Of course, when you pick the wrong movie, like I did with No Time to Die, you know this. Um, your theory is that the reason I didn't like it as much as the rest of You were us harried. It's because I was starting to look at my watch. I'm like, I need to be at work soon. How long is this movie? I watched John Wick 3 after work and I was too tired, mm. I think, to, to watch this man be brutalized, you know. So, yeah, I think it really depends. So, okay, what is it again? Weekday viewing. Weekday, um, relatively empty cinema except if it's one of those like event crowd movies. Um, I also have a near abandoned mall that I won't name where I go to for my cinemas primarily because no one ever goes there. Seat allocation? I like, for non-IMAX, I like as far back as possible, but not the last row. Okay, so um, I have two answers. Uh, One is determined by my partner in life and movies who has ruined it. Um, no, no, no. Who, who has a very specific hardcore preference and that has therefore shaped my own. Um, so in terms of seats, uh, the person that I most frequently watch movies with refuses to do anything but last and either leftmost or rightmost. Not into the aisles, but in the centre chunk. Um, right. Yes. And so backmost because nobody behind you can kick your seat. Um, closest to the aisle because you can easily go in and out for the loop. That makes sense. It's very practical, yeah. but um, I. But these are huge compromises. I am a center. Mm. I'm a I'm a back and center girl, but you know I have thusly been forced. At least it's not. At least it's not the extreme left or right. Yes, that might be a step too far. Might be the kind of conversation to have on the first date. This is the thing. So <laughs> I I haven't ever gone there. I am still center, but leftmost or rightmost. Uh, popcorn or, or rather snacks, as I've established. Salty popcorn. Salty. Yeah, um, sure. Salty in any form. Drinks, sugar-free. And, um, I've, you know when I realised I've become an adult is when I've started taking mineral water with my popcorn. Right. Yeah, that's the moment. Uh, and then what else? In terms of cinemas, I'm not particular. Of course, certain things you try to get the biggest screen as possible. But otherwise, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, loose and free and easy. Um so, you know ours, we want to know yours. We have actually a voice note that came in a little while ago. This is from Lo. Hi BFM, uh, my best cinema experience would definitely be right after the MCO got lifted and we still practice social distancing and when you buy one, I usually go to the movies alone so when I buy one ticket, I get two free seats on both sides, left and right so like so much of leg space, you know and nobody's near me so I love it, I, I, I watch a lot of movie uh, during that time <laughs> Low, nice, I mean I... I think that those of us who did venture out to the cinemas during MCO got a completely different experience than everybody else. Okay, look, nobody is wishing for the days of no, lockdown. No, huh? to be clear. I, I will preface what to I'm about to say. But I agree with you, though, that I wouldn't hate it if that became a permanent fixture. That for every two seats you book together, there's an empty seat in between the well, next one. Well, now you get the other thing, which is that if you leave a one-seat gap, they refuse to let yes, you buy it. That's so that's always been the case. I, I know, but, yeah, but it's now the it's opposite. Gone, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I just get a couple seat. Um, even if I'm alone. For your bag. <laughs> for my bag. Or I go with a friend or whoever and we still get couple seats. It's like a little bit more and you get more space and there's a gap. Interestingly, Sun Singh says, I wonder why the F&B concessionaires inside the cinema are always closed. This is actually a very good question. And you know, we do have contacts with the cinemas that we should ask because it's true, right? Sometimes you... you 
run out of a drink and you want one, and then you find yourself having to go all the way back out to the front for right. you. Right. Well, I would never leave a cinema mid-movie. No, I, yes. I never have So either. I've never had this problem, but I get it. Um, I think lack of staff, maybe. And sometimes I I, wrote, I noticed that it's for the quieter shows that that's the case. Yeah, yeah. which is kind of a pity. But anyways, um, like we said, perfect cinema experience. We have gotten voice notes and we're asking you, what is your ideal movie watching setup? Whether it's snacks, whether it's seats, whatever it might be, timing. Um, you can WhatsApp 018-789-8899 or send us a voice note. You can also tweet us at BFM Radio. Up next, uh, we have somebody weighing in. This is Marzuki. An ideal cinema experience for me would be in terms of the snacks, sitting or environment. First, I would talk about the snacks. It should be not too loud when you are eating the snacks because it could disrupt the whole cinema experiences for the audiences. For the sitting, I would prefer a more comfortable uh, chairs or seating arrangement rather than a crowded uh, arrangement. Uh, as for the environment, I would prefer, depending on the type of movies that I'm seeing, the environment would be catered to that type of uh, movies, such as if the movie is catered to a younger crowd, then uh, it would be towards the younger generation. However, if it's a more mature crowd, uh, then it would be best to only allow mature audiences inside that particular cinema. Blockbusters for me. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. I think the ideal cinema experience is I want the cinema to be <laughs> almost half empty. Um, I think that's nice. And also the seating. I want it to be separated you know like those like the seating in examination halls i would say um so that you can you have more space to move around and also the temperature in the cinema must be perfect i don't want it to be too hot don't want it to be too cold because then you couldn't focus and you know you're going to end up fanning yourself taking off your jacket or like having the need to go to the toilet and also i it would be nice to, you know, have like a, not like a full dining experience, but you are able to bring like a proper meal, like a proper food into the cinema. BFM 89.9, it's 8.09. You're listening to Popcorn Culture. It is Supercut with Lynn and Sharmila. That was Adam talking about his perfect cinema experience. What is the ideal? And that is the topic of today's show. If you're going to pay money... To go to the cinema, and it's not cheap these days, what is the ideal setup? What seat do you want? What time do you choose? What food do you want? Um, we are asking you about, you know, real life. But then also, Adam was clearly delving into, like, architecture. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess um, the question here is also, if you could redesign the whole cinema experience, what would it be? Anyways, uh, let us know. You can send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Let us engage with some of those ideas. Not 
going to disagree with exam hall like cinema actually so i think this is the thing right because in an exam hall <laughs> um, cinema you would still be able to have couple seats the 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 tricky part happens when you have like a group of people who are going to watch a movie and they mm. want to have fun watching that movie together and want to be able to look over and see expressions yeah. things like that you can still see expressions with like a one foot distance ah, i mean look I was firstly, imagining... i'm not a talker during movies anyway no me neither sorry oh. i realized the distinction i was imagining a border for some reason oh like like like, like, like desk separators <laughs> yes <laughs> so i i that's okay, what that you was. know what they should have those options because couple seats have those couple seats actually a lot of couple seats actually have like that divider mm. that kind of shields people so maybe some seats should come with that option like if you're really a solitary movie watcher Sometimes I want to be. Yes, um, I I recently have been talking quite a bit about the joys of solo cinema going. So I'm a big believer in that. Um, and in that setup, more space is just you know, would just be heaven. Uh, we have people though responding to some of the suggestions that have already come in. Um, Huzaimi, for example, says toilet for each cinema hall. The thought of hearing people flushing will definitely annoy me, and oh, the probability that it will smell. Okay, Huzaimi. All right. We didn't have to go there so quickly. Um, I, I, I'm not sure, not that I want everyone to be imagining toilets, but I didn't think of it as um, one stall per hall. That's not No, I, I just meant a toilet smaller than the general toilets for the whole cinema, <laughs> positioned outside. Like, you know when they're like three halls in a group, maybe like a set of toilets for that hall, those halls, mm. you know? Like, so that you don't have to walk clear across somewhere and come back. Because that tends to be the case. I will also say, though, that I plan my uh, hydration. And for that, I think that it might be a good time to listen to this voice note that came in, uh, which is from Satish. Okay, my ideal cinema experience would be kids-free, number one. Because, <laughs> because we all know when... when when, when we watch movies in theatre, we do not want any uh, disturbance as much as possible. So, especially when I watch certain Tamil movies in cinema, kids kids are, you know, they, uh, people do come with their kids, you know, uh, aged around probably three to four years old, three, four, five years old, you know. And, and they tend to do what kids usually do, which is to disturb people, run here and there, make some noises and laughters and, and, and cryings and all. So so that's number one for me. Second is that I would prefer to sit to the closest to the aisles, but in the centre centre portion of seats, of course. And, and my parents, uh, my mother and sister especially, they would by default let go of that seat for me because they do not want me to get upset when I have other people sit beside me who happen to be talkative or, you know, uh, disturb the movie experience a lot. So that's number two. My, my seating should be at the closest to the aisle and, and I should be there on my own. And number three is that uh, I do not mind not having any food, uh, snacks or, you know, whatnot, but, but I need to have a big, big uh, 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 cup of uh, soft drink. That's, uh, nowadays, I'm going for sugar-free, but uh, yeah, so I would need a big cup of uh, soft drinks so that I'm hydrated throughout the movie. And, and that's my uh, top three. Yeah. 
Satish, thank you for that voice note. Um, I was going to say that you should start watching movies with my partner because these are all things that he needs. He needs a, a big drink. He needs the aisle seat. But then I realised if you did, you guys would fight. <laughs> Because you wouldn't be able to get the same spot. Well, because I was going to say, Satish, I mean, clearly family, familiar are the people who let you have the seat you want in cinemas. <laughs> okay, but aside from that, right, I think a couple of things. Kid-free, um, like I said, I don't want this to necessarily turn into a cinema gripe show. That feels like a very different supercut. But I think we can all agree, and it's been prop- cropping up in our reviews more and more often as well, I just need to say this as a public service announcement. Please don't take children to movies that aren't appropriate for their age and attention span. It's just the amount of times I have walked into a movie that you know is going to be frightening, that you know is going to be loud, that you know is going to be distracting. And then you see a baby or you see a two-year-old and it just doesn't make sense. Please don't do this. No, um, look, I have expectations when I go and watch a movie that is a kid's movie. I may That's not, fine. Yes, yeah. I may not want noise but I also understand that this is also a movie for them but I don't go to a movie that is clearly meant to be for adults expecting running children um it's not the place for them and it's not the place for the others who have paid a ticket to come and watch either to have to put up with it. No, and you know, beyond that, the last time I this happened to me was specifically in Fast X. And it's, a, I mean, it, it's a bombastic movie. It's very loud. It's kind of silly. But the thing about it was that that child, the one who was crying, was really upset was so upset that it was starting to be upsetting to me, not because I was annoyed, but because they were very scared of Vin Diesel, <laughs> you know, and that's fine. <laughs> but like, I, I just felt sorry for them being forced there. Can we, okay, so Satish mentioned the thing that I really wanted to talk about, which is hydration, which is uh, related to the whole toilet situation. Yes. But I, I think I find it really interesting the amount of people who will take a big drink. Yes, because you get thirsty, but then you have to balance that out against how much time can you stay in here without leaving to need the bathroom. Clearly, this has become semi a bathroom situation conversation. It was always going to be, let's be real. <laughs> but um, but no, I think that I envy the people who can sit there with one of those giant drinks. I mean, I, I ration my water quite religiously, but, but that's because I'm the kind of person who, unless it's an extreme emergency, I really don't want to step out of the cinema during a movie. So um, since we're fighting with people, <laughs> Shankar says, IMAX Avatar, um, I assume that that's perfect cinema experience, but then goes on to say, watching Oppenheimer in IMAX was a super letdown. Sitting place, eye view centre. Ooh, interesting. So I kind of get it. I think even in our review, I mentioned that People might not really see why Oppenheimer is worth watching in the cinema, but I feel like that one major scene made it all worthwhile. One, but also the the detail in yeah. the film, the sets, Killian Murphy's face. I think watching that in IMAX was great for me. Thank you for saying it. So I didn't have to, <laughs> but I, I think that it isn't a traditional IMAX movie. It's um, not. in that it's not it's not got that really immersive quality or, or whatever. It's immersive in a different way. It's immersive in a story theatrical way and the imagery of the IMAX supports the telling yes. of it. Um, but also I I think I wouldn't have wanted to watch it in a quieter cinema than IMAX. So that's my position. Even if um, the visuals were not what you wanted. Um, the feeling of the ground shaking yes. in certain scenes, yes. you won't get that elsewhere. I will say though that 
something like Mission Impossible 7 and Oppenheimer are very different movies to watch in IMAX. <laughs> yeah. um, I watched both in IMAX and they both have... It's interesting. I feel the reason Nolan is so up himself about this is that he does that thing that you say artists are supposed to do, right? He uses IMAX as a tool. It's not a gimmick. It's a tool to tell the story he wants to tell. Uh, speaking of, we have a voice note that came in from Diane. I think the best setting um, before watching any film is to first understand your mood, your emotion on that time if you prefer watching alone or watching it with friends. And second is to do maybe like a mini homework on what kind of film are you watching, like Oppenheimer. It's shoot with a 65mm IMAX, so I prefer IMAX because of the size and the dimension of the screen and so on. And third, of course, sitting. I don't know why, if it's not beanie or if it's not inclined sitting, I wouldn't dare picking the front row. (laughs) (laughs) Diane, thank you for that. So much to unpack. Um, Again, we are asking you for your ideal cinema setup. So uh, when you head out to the theatre to watch a movie, what do you look for? Um, Are you, you know, what seats do you prefer? What time do you prefer? What's your snack? All that sort of stuff we want to know. You can send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. So we've talked quite a bit about IMAX already. I want to focus on the understanding your mood, your emotion and deciding from there how you want to watch it because that is so true. It is true. It is also something that for me has become a little bit more complex, right? Because I watch it for work. So sometimes when I think of a movie as something I'm watching for work, I'm a lot more willing to squeeze it in in between on a workday night. Um, Whereas it's very different when I think of it as a social thing. Will I want to talk to people before or after this movie? Do I want to invest time in having a meal? Are we going to have like drinks afterwards and talk about it? Um, And I agree. I think it has a lot to do with both your mood and your investment in the movie that you're watching. The mini homework thing is interesting though. Um, I like, but it's also scary Mm -hmm. because that is that way spoilers lie. And and I'm not a big spoiler girl, (gasps) but but I, as in, in general, I don't really mind. But I think that, well, with both Oppenheimer and with Barbie, where the trailers were both really enigmatic. And I feel like when marketing does that, and marketing's never subtle, so when they bother to be subtle, <laughs> you start to worry about learning too much because what if you're not meant to? I did not even think about spoilers. I meant homework more like watch the trailer and see whether this is something you want to watch in the cinema. Can I just say that Diane's um, front row thing reminds me of the only time in my whole life that I watched a movie in the front row, Batman Forever. This was oh. back in the day when you would just walk up to the to the um, counter and buy tickets, right? And we were late. And so we only got the front row. And you know that crazy over-the-top neon scene? I was very, very much younger. I was with my cousins. I think we all sort of just like felt like we had gone into a different dimension. It was quite crazy. I'm reminded now of having to look through newspapers for cinema listings. I know. It's a yeah. whole other that's world. That's exactly what we did. Yeah, yeah. I, that's what you had to do. You had to call. It was just, ooh. Mm. I mean, and we are not the 50 cent per ticket people because that's a whole <laughs> other like thing. like you could sit on the floor and watch movies. We've, yes. had, we've had those before. Husni says, um, ideal cinema experience is an empty hall, so either weekday morning or after the show has made its screening run long enough. I like the last row, any seat, especially near the door. Easy to go for toilet break. It's coming up so much uh, for two plus hour movies. Snacks, 
Nacho with Dip. Um, I liked 4DX for Top Gun Maverick. I miss 3D movies. I miss 3D movies too, though not for everything. There was a time, do you remember, when every movie was 3D and needlessly. Um, I can imagine Top Gun Maverick being really quite cool for 4DX. Yes, yes, I get. I can get behind that. Um, also, right, I wonder how many of us who like the empty hall thing... Oh, I do. Uh, no, worry about cinema viability because I think that all oh, the time... But my aban- abandoned cinema has been surviving for a decade now. Yeah, mine also doesn't mean I don't live in fear. <laughs> I live in fear all the time. I'm just like, every time I walk in and enjoy a great screening with very few people, mm-hmm. I'm like, please stay alive, guys. <laughs> Gambate, <laughs> you know, and keep going. we've seen, sadly, some having to shutter, so yes. This is the thing, so I do have that fear. Uh, Faisal says, watching is Interstellar in cinema was an experience. That feeling I had watching the tiny spaceship entering a black hole with the Hans Zimmer score was an experience I could never recreate on the small screen. Oh, that's, yeah, I think that was definitely a movie that you needed to have watched in the cinema if you could have. Uh, I also love the mention of that because it's a Nolan film. And yes. so, and I think that Nolan... We've said this many times, uh, whether you like him or not, is consistently making the argument that you need to keep cinemas alive, that you need to go watch films in cinemas. And then, bless him, he makes movies that supports that argument. Because otherwise, what's the point? Um, Okay, we also have Christian who says, My absolute favourite cinematic experience was back in the day, in my adolescence, attending the European, Latin, American, French film festivals at obscure venues like British Council, um, Soka Gakkai, which did not have tiered seating or plastic chairs, Basically bad seats, but the films were riveting because of their quality. Uh, sadly, since they all started moving to a commercial screening, the ambiance is better, but the quality has nosedived. Now I'm less bothered. Um, but some years back, briefly, Club Cinefilm Malaysia started screening at old school venues like Help College and Rex Gale, bringing back that cosy festival atmosphere with awesome films. Seats, popcorn and IMAX aren't everything. Christian, I agree. I actually miss... There used to be this little indie cinema in KL. Um, I can't remember what it used to be called, but basically they would have these random classic film screenings or some international film that was playing there. It was just a small screen in a room. I think there's a charm to watching movies like that. I do like the festival vibe. I can't say, though, that I miss the uncomfortable chairs and sitting in a makeshift hall and watching a movie. The cinema experience does add something to it. I wonder if there's a way to merge the two. I, I would like to think that there is. Um, so I I said this earlier that I'm not too fussed on screen size and I'm actually not too fussed on temperature either. So for me, the cinema experience has mostly been... Um, has mostly been out of convenience. I think that if I could have the communal experience in a less luxe setup, I I could adjust to that. I don't think that it would be that big a deal. Mm, I think well now that I now that I know what it's like. So I I attend performances for instance, which are basically just chairs in a hall. Mm. Um, after the first and a hour or so, I'm I'm unable to sit there without thinking about how uncomfortable I am. Fair enough. Um, Again, we are talking today about your ideal cinema experience. Um, So we're asking you, essentially, um, when you go to the cinema, what are you looking for? Um, What kinds of choices do you make, whether it's about timing or seats or type of screens, snacks, whatever it might be? Send it our way. You can voice note or WhatsApp. 018-789-8899. 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We've been hearing from people throughout the show um, about their ideal experience. Here is Melvin. For me, myself, 
and ideal cinema experience would be a cinema with comfortable seating, a comfortable and spacious seating with the right suitable ample leg room allows me to relax while watching the movie without feeling cramped and tight. Then next up would be a clean and well-maintained facility. Then it would be the easy ticket booking. Because I'm a guy who uses a particular cinema's app to book a movie before I go and enjoy it. I'm more towards uh application person. So an efficient online booking system which allows me to easily select my preferred seat and purchase my tickets in advance would definitely, it would definitely be a plus point for me. Books, figurines, movies. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Hi, so I was asked to share about an ideal cinema experience. To begin with, I am with Cinema Go, where I love to go to the cinema and watch all the blockbusters or whatever kind of movie. And uh, to begin with, I would love to go for, before I go for a uh, cinema experience, it would be nice to go to a lounge area to, to watch all the trailers if they have, uh, some photographic plays, Instagrammable uh, photographic experience before the uh, going to the actual cinema and uh, when going to the cinema we prefer something like some a big big screen doesn't have to be 4D or 3D big screen with top notch audio and visual technology and when it comes to sitting it would be nice to have like a sit up straight and a lot of leg space with a very very comfy comfy blanket and also with hot snacks something healthy like nuts or uh, uh, and a hot tea so to to top it off all off after the cinema, it would be nice actually to to get something uh, like a gift, not not really gift, but some uh, a place that we can share what uh, what we think about the movie. Because sometimes when we when we go with our friends and all, we got we talk about it, but it's just that it. So it will be nice to just finish off the cinema experience that way. Thank you. BFM 89.9 It's 8.28 and you're listening to Popcorn Culture It is Supercut with Lynn and Sharmila Sadly missing Arvin um, And we're talking about the perfect cinema experience That was Yuan Ni Giving quite a Actually, I think the word I want to say is wholesome That's a very mm-hmm. wholesome ideal of what a cinema experience could be It sounded so lovely that listening to her I kind of wished that we could have that all the time as well it, yeah, did she say hot tea? Hot tea. Yes, I love that. Hot tea, uh, nuts. Yes, <laughs> yes. So it's, I it's, love a, that. it's a much healthier take. And I like the idea also. I think some cinemas do try to provide sitting area uh, around, you know, before you head into the halls. But that's primarily for people waiting to go in. Not so much mm. for people leaving the cinema and talking. Which, by the way, sorry, I, I know that we're getting really, really granular. Can we all agree, what is the area of limitation for discussing a movie after you leave the hall? Yes. This This is a problem. This is a good question because... I do the thing where even the elevator outside the cinema, if, I if know it's that right outside mm. and I know people have, are coming up to watch the movie or whatever, I won't discuss spoilers. But other people do it. Other people, as they step out of a movie and With the next abandon. group of people are walking in, they're like talking about plot points, which Full is on. kind of 
not on lah. So it and it happens all the time. I think it happens particularly in larger groups. So I I to me at least I think that you know as the gift that we can give one another maybe maybe we need to consider um since there isn't an allocated space to talk about things after after you exit like the theater or something <laughs> um we can at least agree that if you're really near the hall. Yes. Um or there are people who are clearly just, you know, holding their popcorn and looking shell-shocked where you're like, yeah, he died, <laughs> you know. Endgame. Uh, we were walking out of the cinema and, you know, there were lines of people waiting to go in because it was so big. And people were discussing what happens. You know when Cap... Yeah. While people are waiting to go in. I'm yeah. like, why would you do this? So just to say there's that. Um, the healthy snack thing coming up in other other messages. Vijay says, I prefer to bring a sling bag filled with, <laughs> this very tactical, um, filled with a jacket, cornflakes, because popcorn is not great for your health, and a bottle of plain water. M says, fresh cut fruits, fruit juice, vegetarian or vegan snacks may be possible in the near future. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, not a lot of healthful options when it comes to cinema snacks. I always thought popcorn is relatively healthy, but perhaps not if you, not with all the sugar and the salt. Yes. Um, although, so the cornflakes also opens up uh, how noisy is too noisy. Yeah, yes. because, you know, um, there is that to consider. And actually, earlier we heard uh, from Husni, I think it was, who said nachos, right? And there's something to be said about wet foods. There's. So, so I love a good cheese nacho as anybody else, but I often have trouble with foods that I think are going to drip or get sticky or be messy in the cinema, partly because you're eating in the dark and partly because there's nowhere to clean your hands. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then you, you don't want a cheese spot on your chest <laughs> as you leave. As you leave. <laughs> or worse, spill on somebody next to you. Steven says, bring back the intermission at halftime for a hygiene break or to get snacks. Oh, that's I, I actually am a big fan of intermissions in films. We've talked about this before. I've uh, never I, experienced it though. Um, I have once for Evita. They used to have them as, as I was going to say, as recently. And then I realized it's probably 20 years. No, it's but older than that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was at uh, Ruby Cinema in PJ. So it's, it's a long time ago now. But I remember very vividly because it was... You know, if you've watched Evita, you know that there are lot, there's lots of drama and there are tipping points. And so I think it was at a moment in time where I just didn't know what to do. I think it's also because movies coming out of Hollywood these days don't actually build in the intermission space. Mm. So that's tough. Uh, we also have, what I'm going to say is a, a voice note that we're going to disagree with. Um, this is from Kamal. I just need one thing. That is massage chair. So I can do all during that boring Barbie movie. Cheers. Cheers, Kamal. <laughs> um, I don't agree with you. I mean, the massage chair is, a, is fine. Although noise is a thing. Mm. Um, some of them, when they get older, start to get a little a bit... A little noisy. A little bit rickety. Um, if you heard our review, you know we love Barbie. I didn't think it was boring. No, and I think if I wanted to doze in a chair, I'd rather do it at home than in a cinema. Hey, speaking of, um, we have Wafuru who says, home, I can wear shorts and shift in my seat as many times as I want. It won't be freezing. So uh, for them, the best cinema experience is at home. This is a whole other argument, right? Like, do you just give up going to the cinema altogether and wait till... Because I've heard people say that about a ton of things. Oh, I'll just wait till it's on streaming. I'll just wait till it's on streaming. Uh, because that's an option with so many things now. Um 
so it's an it's an actual choice that people can make. Okay, so the the movie that I most recently, aside from Oppenheimer specifically, which I really think I I, I will just say this again, whether you end up hating it or not, whether you end up thinking it's boring or not, if you enjoy movies and if you're listening to our show, I'm assuming you do, you should watch it in a theater. Um, Oppenheimer is one of those. The other one that I recently said this about was the latest addition to the Spider Verse. Yes. Which I really think yes. you can wait. Of course you can wait. TVs are great. You know, um, if you watch it at home, you get to have all the, the noisy or healthy or vegan snacks that you might want. You know, you can do anything. But it's a waste. So the other thing I think, and we were having this conversation after Oppenheimer, I want to say, with the friend I went to watch it with, is that I think that getting too used to watching movies at home all the time trains you in a particular way um, and kind of you get really used and, and I'm as guilty of this as anyone else you get used to picking up a phone you get used to turning away you get used to getting distracted um, and you lose the attention and the sort of the the ability the muscle yeah. to sit in a cinema captive and watch something and and it would be a pity to lose that I think uh, Chris says me and my husband are Chinese, but we will only go for Tamil movies and cinemas. And we like crowds because everybody will clap and whistle when the hero, uh, Talapati, comes out for the first time. It's really fun. Therefore, we normally go to the cinema in Klang. <laughs> Chris, firstly, did you actually watch Talapati in the cinema? Because Sounds I'm like so it. envious. Um, any Rajinikant film worth watching in the cinema for sure. Um, I agree. I think that um, I think Tamil films are really fun to watch in the cinemas. Particular kinds. Not the indie more like sort of humanist stories but the superstar ones for sure. So the clapping and whistling and, and all of that right is a lovely experience to have mm -hmm. in a theatre. Um, in the right setting, it can be great. I think uh, the problem is when you get like a like a stray soul who <laughs> imagines that this is what everyone wants to do yes. and, you know, just not getting it right. Uh, oh, we've got another voice note that came in, actually. This is Karamjit. Hi, BFM. Uh, so for me, the ideal cinema experience uh, probably uh, will never happen again uh, because I'm one of those uh, one of those kids who grew up in the uh, 80s and 90s and uh, when I was a teenager I used to pay about uh, what three ringgit to four ringgit uh, to watch a movie and ideally for me uh, we'd uh, I'd like to go with with all of my friends uh, we'd all basically uh, get together about four or five of us uh, go for a movie and uh, and then later talk about it endlessly what we liked what we loved what we hated about the movie uh, and uh, you know so these were the and of course, we were blessed also with uh, with some great movies uh, during the, when I was growing up. You know, movies like uh, Jurassic Park and uh, Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade. Those are some of the movies that that we all loved. So that would be my ideal movie. Probably I'd have to go back in time to do that. Uh, so, like I said, we'll, I'll never get back get that back again. Uh, but yeah, that, that's my ideal uh, movie experience. Karamjit, thank you. Um, I love the mention of not being able to replicate certain things because the truth of it is that for those of us who... I said this actually in... Um, that, that I wanted to watch indie in the cinema partly because... And I went twice. Not because I thought the movie was great. It, it's fine. It's, it's not fantastic. But I've never seen Indiana Jones on the big screen. Oh. And, and I just wanted to be sure that in my lifetime... 
that I did. Um, I didn't watch Jurassic Park on the big screen. I clearly did not watch Last Crusade on the big screen. So I, I get what you're saying about certain things that have gone past that you just can't get back. No, I agree. Um, I, you know, we've, Irvin and I have spoken about this a lot on the show about how Jurassic Park was a singular experience watching it in the cinema. And I think for most people, there are a few of those movies that you look back and you remember. And you know what? I remember watching it at Rex. I'm sure people were noisy. I'm sure people kicked seats. I'm sure the toilets were horrid. And yet I look back and I remember it being one of my best cinema experiences. Let us know. uh, What is your ideal cinema experience? What do you go for in terms of timing, in terms of seats, in terms of screen type, snack? Uh, We want to know. We're just curious. Um, You can... Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. All right, back to the messages because there are so many. Meezy says, no handphone ringing, no running commentary, no fidgety people <laughs> sitting in the same row. Snacks are okay, but no picnic spread. Sense around sound effects shouldn't make one feel that you're having the start of a heart attack while normal tone dialogue are barely audible. More room space between the rows. Right, you've watched Tenet then. <laughs> <laughs> we we keep but slamming come on, it. But it's so true. Sound yeah, yeah. and dialogue cannot hear is hundred percent Tenet. So I think all of this, um, Maisie, you could probably compile into a uh, manifesto that we can all sign <laughs> because everyone, I I I find it. I'm hard pressed to think of who would disagree, except for the people who talk. Who are you, by the way? Reveal yourself, because I, I want to know, why do people speak? Why do people talk to each other in cinemas? I know, At I don't full volume. get it. Yes. I, I'm not sure why. And, and it's a complaint that keeps coming through. So um, Danny says, hi girls, I remember watching on TV a piece of equipment for cinemas that would shine a spotlight on people who were talking and explaining the movie and so on. I wish the cinemas here would install the thing. <laughs> I would be a fan, except it would be disruptive la, for everybody else. Okay, so... Um, I was listening to a podcast recently that talked about how in Iceland, I think it was, um, there there were a group of teenagers being particularly disruptive. Someone complained and ultimately what the cinema did was that they stopped the screening, turned the lights on, came in and said, hey, behave. And wow. then, yeah, and then subsequently, you know, everybody did. And a part of me thought, how great. And another part of me thought, oh, so disruptive. And I think that's the difficulty because once someone talks, they are disrupting it. And anybody telling them to be quiet yes. is disruptive and so on and so forth. And it's a chain reaction. You know what actually we should have? Have you watched that The Chair in Graham Norton? Where people just <laughs> get, get dumped. flipped backwards. Yes. I think the chair should have sound sensors and if you exceed a certain amount of noise, it just flips you out. Like there's a false floor and you get dropped off somewhere else. Oh, this you, you've, you've gone I know, but on. I think this is what we should aspire towards. Okay, well... <laughs> Daphne might agree. Daphne says, uh, ideal cinema situation, no kids and people who give running commentary in their mother tongue and then clap and say, fantastic movie when you're speaking over it. Oppenheimer. <laughs> um, I even got so mad one time. I waited so long for MI7 and in the IMAX cinema, there was a kid who kept making noise and talking so loudly over the conversations. The entire hall tried to shush the kid, but the mom did nothing. I got so mad. I stood in front of her and I blocked her and I told her very sternly to control her child. And then I went back to my seat. If you can't control your child, don't bring your child. And if you're unintelligent enough to understand the conversation, Oppenheimer, just be quiet and let others watch the movie. Wow, Daphne, those both sound very reasoned and quite (laughs) painful. Uh, Daphne, I was also seated next to people who I think were struggling with some aspects of Oppenheimer. I wonder if you were in the same cinema. I don't think we were. (laughs) Uh, There was no child, but the... 
it is a huge struggle. And I think in general, um, a part of this, not to make it too um, suddenly serious, uh, but a part of this, I think, is cost. It's it's just tickets cost a lot. Tickets cost a lot. Um, spending your time three hours to watch Oppenheimer, um, spending like thirty ringgit, forty ring, you, you know, all of that equates to why are you ruining this for me? No, that's exactly it. It's um, people have paid to be here. We've all paid to be in a shared space in a collective experience. Why are you ruining it for other people? And how are you not aware? that this might potentially ruin this for other people. Yeah. And, and then, of course, the argument as well, I paid for my child to be here. So yes. it's as much their experience as yours. So, you know, it, it kind of goes in all sorts of directions. But I will say that my heart does sink la, when, when, when there are early warning signs, shall we say, of these things. Meeban says, I personally prefer not so empty cinema halls so that I'm confident enough that the movie is worth watching. It feels livelier. Uh, I'm not someone who brings in large drinks into the hall. I'm not a toilet freak. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> toilet freak is the title of our podcast. Um, as I want to enjoy the movie till the end, but I hate it when people walk past me constantly to go to the toilet. You know, Meeban, I'm not as judgmental about people who walk past me to go to the toilet because, you know, happens. I'm a lot more judgmental about people who walk in very late, late and uh, then stomp over you to get to their seats. Uh, yes, this is true. I also think that most people who do need to to go to the, the loo pretty often should logically prefer the aisle seat. Yes. Be, I mean, that just makes sense. So there's, there's your friend that you mentioned, but there's also friend. someone I know, <laughs> movie partner, um, but someone else also who makes a point of sitting in the aisle. I think that's the responsible thing to do. Even both uh, Sharmila and I watch movies in semi-haunted places um, or places <laughs> that are like really ghost towny. And I wanted to ask you, Sharmila, actually, have you ever not watched a movie at a good time in your little ghost town cinema because you thought it would be creepy? Because I have. Uh, yes. Um, when I was the only person buying a, a seat, I so, just was not keen. So I have actually two malls. One mall, which is not an abandoned mall, just a quiet neighbourhood mall. And the other one is kind of semi-abandoned. I never do the solo shows in the abandoned one because that one, everything is scary. Parking lot, everything. So I'll go with like one other person. But... At the mall, yes, that's fine. I've I've recently made the choice. It was perfect. Everything was perfect. My seat was there. The timing was good. The hall is big. I know that the cinema is clean. But I was just like, at the end of this, I will be the only person in a dark cinema hall at midnight. And I just, you know, I I don't know. It was it was a fun movie. It wasn't even a horror or anything. I just wasn't keen. You <laughs> left? Uh, no, I chose not to go uh, to that cinema. Right. Even though it was a better overall choice. Can I talk about? Can I talk about you oh. being in a... No, not you, sorry. <laughs> a person, you know, being in an empty hall, thinking to yourself that you might get the whole row to yourself, booking a seat, going there and realizing that the one other person in the cinema has chosen to buy the seat right, right next, next to, to you. you. Why would anyone choose that? Why is that a choice? I, I'd like to believe that it's a glitch where you're both buying at the same time. Because <laughs> otherwise, there's no one. No one would make like this they decision. They didn't realize that somebody yes. had... Yeah, because otherwise, it means they saw that one seat... 
and chose to sit next to you. Safety in numbers, they thought. (laughs) I don't get it either. Uh, Azlan says, my best cinematic experience, this is fun, would be night solo viewing, cold environment so that I can cuddle up in a sweater, a less crowded space or quiet or at least something that makes me forget the crowd. I'm not fussy. I don't expect the cinema to exclusively cater to my needs. But, you know, being reasonable is key. This also means a good seating position like row CD till GH, Mm. subject to how close the screen is, no middle row traps, no crunching or God forbid talking during the show. For food, just a coffee since it's cold. I love this emphasis on temperature. (laughs) Lastly, no funny smells, please. One thing that's good about night viewing in a cold environment is that sometimes it feels like it gives a reason for us to dress up in sweaters. For shows, I love those that we can immerse ourselves in. I still remember tearing up during The English Patient. That's the best about having less crowds. Ah, cinemas are winter. It's true. Everyone brings out the winter wear. Sometimes even a rustly windbreaker. And I'm like, well, there's no wind. <laughs> but, you know, this is fine. Uh, I, I love the, the cold thing because I think in the right movie, it makes a lot of sense. Um, and Aslan, when you said English patient, it all came together because that is exactly the kind of movie you want to watch alone in a cold cinema with a hot coffee. Also, if you're that invested in smells, I think cold is better than warm. Yes. <laughs> yes. So true. So true. Um on the other side, though, Jeremy says, open air with picnic is best. Oh, well, actually, so sorry, I firstly misread just picnic and I thought you, you what? <laughs> uh, but no, um, actually, open air cinemas are quite fun. Our weather doesn't always accommodate for it, but I think it's a cute idea. So I really like it. Um, and I think that that is an um, that that's a, a point in favour of the overall experience rather than Nolan. So yes, to come back to the reason we're talking about this in general, and it's a name that I we've said a lot throughout the course of the show. Listeners are bringing it up as well, Oppenheimer. Uh, so Christopher Nolan, who is insisting that we all watch his film in IMAX, and not just IMAX, but seventy um, mm. That's not available here. <laughs> so, and he was the one who initially came up with his perfect kind of sitting configuration but it was clearly to do with uh, sight and sound it was clearly to do with quality of image and clarity of sound this thing this open air picnic is the opposite you don't get the best sound you don't get the best screen what you do get is the experience yes so i think if you need to have an you need to have the, your expectations right when you go for something like an open air screening it's not about getting quality quality in terms of exactly that sight and sound it's the it's the fun of doing something like that by the way um we have some people going really hardcore on the seats so uh john says as i get older being in the center doesn't matter much i prefer the aisle um type wise depending on the movie nishant says cinema for sure back row seats or aisle center or back dolby atmos and thx imax or 2d both fine Ooh, I, I, you know, I thought I was picky about seats. I'm realizing that I'm not alone and I'm kind of loving it. Uh, I am, as you know, being tyrannized by somebody who is very particular <laughs> about seats. So it's hard for me. Faris says, unpopular cinema is perfect for me because fewer people. We've talked about this. Um, Zami says, premier class, very relaxing. If the movie is boring, you can sleep comfortably. <laughs> who are all these people choosing cinemas based on the ability to sleep? To sleep, right? But... You know when I feel tempted to go to premiere class or spend a little bit more for like the the cushy cinemas is when I know it's a long movie. I remember watching Australia the very first time I ever spent uh, uh, ever spent to sit in one of those cinemas was Australia. Hugh Jackman and Nicole Kidman. Who remembers the movie? I remember the seats. I've never done this. 
No? I've never done a super fancy uh, cinema experience. It's fun, like for a date night or if you want to treat someone. But after a certain point, the plushiness sort of loses its thing. Right. I, yeah. I've never even done the thing where, you know, you, you get served food. or <laughs> Like, I just have never done any of that. I'm, I'm a pretty straightforward... Right kind of cinema goer in and out. Um, oh, we have got another voice note that came in. This is from Sharon. My favourite new movie experience uh, was when I was in uni in uh, Singapore and uh, I would have, off, some days I wouldn't have any classes. So in the afternoon, I would go to the local mall. There was a Tony Romas. I will get my ribs, sneak them in, uh, enjoy a nice lunch come movie experience in a nearly empty cinema and um, yeah so until today uh, when it's a movie I really really love and I really am anticipating I want to go alone and uh, so, but nowadays my snack is always uh, whatever I can get my hands on so I like to have my caramel popcorn mixed in and, and mix in the golden horns so there's like spicy, salty, sweet, and you never know what you're going to get lah with every bite. Yeah, so that's my favourite uh, movie experience. Sharon, thank you so much for that. That's like your personal Forrest Gump motto. <laughs> it's, it's not, life is not like a box of chocolates. Life is like a caramel popcorn mixed with golden horns. Sharon, I'm going to try this. It sounds amazing. Also, eating ribs, ribs in a cinema is so gangster. I don't know what to do with that. We were like, oh, can we have apples? <laughs> you know? And like, Sharon's just doing ribs. It's no, a but whole also, other thing. I appreciate that you made sure to say it's a nearly empty cinema. Yeah. Because now you're just having a moment to yourself. I like that. Uh, can we talk about this? The, the specific thing, when it's a movie I really love and I'm anticipating, I want to go alone. I think that's fascinating. And I'm actually really happy to um, hear everybody talking about solo cinema experiences because I'm all about that. I'm very big on it. But when it's a movie I'm really excited about, I'm trying to think whether my preference, my natural preference is to go alone or with others. I think because I'm lucky enough to have friends and family who share very similar tastes with me, mm. generally when I'm excited about something, there's always someone I know who's also excited about it. Um, but I will say I actually really like watching movies alone too. Um, there is something about just having a day out, going to watch the movie, um, which I think is fun. And sometimes when it is a movie that you particularly enjoy, it feels like you're giving yourself a treat. Donald J. Trump says, um, I love movies so much that I'm up for any sort of positive or negative things other listeners have said or texted if the movies are good enough. I do have to point out, though, uh, what I really care about is the dialogue of the movie. It has to be loud and clear enough for me to listen to. And if the crowd is too loud when there are subtitles, I'm OK. I do prefer clear dialogue and subtitles. Sharmila? Do you feel like you wasted your tenant joke too early? <laughs> a little bit, yes. I will say, though, that the subtitles makes me think about how we really need to figure out how to do subtitles for, um, firstly, for IMAX, because as we pointed out in Oppenheimer Review, the subtitles, the, 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 the BM subtitles are too huge. And also for movies where there's more than one type of subtitle. So, for instance, if you have both um, English and BM, like if you watch Indian films, sometimes you get both of them. 
they take up like a quarter of the screen. Mm. We need to figure this out. Yes, um, I agree with you though. Subtitles in every uh, viewing experience at home, you know, wherever it may be. And the, the dialogue, I, I see where you're coming from. Increasingly, I feel like people don't prioritise the dialogue in the sound mix, which is crazy. But it does sometimes feel that way. Yes, um, I, I don't know what it is also. I don't know whether it's that the quality of audio that we're getting is bad or not as good. I don't know whether they think people are going to read subs anyway. Sharmila, sorry, this is a sidebar, but Daphne says, I smuggled fried chicken into an IMAX cinema for Star Wars. The Han Solo smuggler in me will be proud. I love Solo movies. (laughs) (laughs) Daphne, I don't know whether saying it fits with the theme of the film, excuses. Fried chicken. I have no problems with whatever you want to eat, but how? Dark, hands, sticky, crumbs? It's a lot of balancing. Yes. In the, in the box ah. and, you know, um, it's... I'm both impressed and kind of horrified. Yes, but I love the, the tie-in yes. <laughs> with Han Solo. Um, Mohan says, I actually try to avoid peak hours and pick days after the release of the movie. And since I'm an introvert and I prefer to be left alone, I actually buy the seat next to me just to make sure no one is sitting next to me or I just buy a couple seat for myself when I watch the movie alone. Iron would appreciate that. I know that he's, um, you know... Inclined to do that occasionally. Uh, But also, I I think that, yeah, I think if you can afford it and if you like having the space, why not? I've never done this. It's a good idea. Um, I actually... And actually, Mohan, I see why you can do it because weekday uh, weekday mornings or whatever yes. are actually cheaper. So it's it's a little bit easier that way. But the other thing about it is um, I, I think for most solo movie goers... The dream is that you don't get stuck next to a talker. Because then what is the point? A talker that you don't even know. Yeah, you yeah. don't know and you don't care to listen that to. you're stuck with. Yes. Um, and, and that, I think, is a, is a real kind of <coughs> horror of its own. I, I wanted to get to this one. It's kind of late in the late in the day actually for this but Zach says just one requirement for me centre seats to experience the best sound availability of such seats determine whether I watch the movie or not oh ah, interesting I, I'm kind of sad that it took us this late in the show to get to this mm. because I think this is a whole other debate if you can't get everything or at least the most important thing that you want do you walk out? I won't watch IMAX if I don't get the seats I like Anything more than the middle rows, I won't do it. Um, Regular cinemas, unless I'm only stuck with the front seat, I'm a little bit more forgiving. Um, But I can see that. I can see that. Hey, I I actually um, watched people file into Oppenheimer and take the first row. And I was just so impressed and horrified. (laughs) Like, I just feel that you would have a brain injury. Yes. Yeah, it's just so much. You see one blue eye for most of the movie. <laughs> and then who's? Killian Murphy? <laughs> Emily Blunt? Not sure. But I, I think that um, this notion of I won't do it if I don't have mm. what I need to have a comfortable screening is interesting. Um, I, I will tell you that I have near pitched near fits when I got the wrong popcorn. Not because of me, mm-hmm. but because of the person at the counter. And it's too late. And you got caramel is what you're saying. We're back at this. We're not lying. Our our one true point of contention. Hatred for caramel popcorn. No, we've argued over food before. People (laughs) know this. Uh, Jay says, everything I wanted to mention has already been mentioned by others. Kids running, noise, etc. But I would love the ticket cost to be a bit lower, even if it's not IMAX. I don't really go to the cinema as much as I used to because the cost is just really high nowadays. Tear emoji. And also, I'd love to have some bubble tea because um, silent chewing of boba, but also I get a drink. It's usually not too big. 
hey, I like that. I like that too. Something to chew on while you watch a movie. Yes. Yes. Um, and, and it's silent. Yes. And you can make it last. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it just makes sense in every which way. I hope some of the cinemas are listening. Also, ticket cost is a real thing. La. Ticket cost is a real thing. I wish that there were more options for people to watch movies um, at a cheaper rate. Um, we've never had this, I don't think, but in my college days, having like a $1 cinema or a $5 cinema, I wish we had stuff like that. Five drink it screenings. Yes. And for in older way, movies, perhaps. Yeah, and in yeah. a way that was accessible, right? Yes. Okay, just to close off, Sam says, I'm looking forward to cinemas having their own exclusive building, like in an exhibition building. That would be great. And I wouldn't mind if a buffet was served before the movie. <laughs> like that that sounds like a nice day out i feel like um sharon <laughs> would be able to get her ribs fixed yes you know this is true yeah but i like the idea of uh, the the whole special day out idea that it's not going to be in a mall our ghost malls yes. will lose us <laughs> <laughs> well no la i'm not going to be doing the buffet slash movie every weekend it'll we be don't like know a that. once in a while thing we don't know this <laughs> anyways um we are out of time thank you everybody for sharing your perfect cinema experiences. I think this is something we'll revisit when our friend is back in town uh, because it's something that I think the three of us would have fun talking about. You've been listening today to Popcorn Culture, PFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.